The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Hey guys, so I'm happy to just come on today quickly to introduce Jason onto my podcast. We actually recorded a two hour long podcast for each other. So I'm on his podcast and he was on my podcast. So instead of doing two separate recordings, we kind of just had the chat together for two hours. So it was just easier and it felt right and it was divine. So I wanted to just kind of let you know. So instead of just me and Jason talking about all these amazing topics, I wanted to kind of just bring in just this little intro. So my partner, Chris, as you all know, he introduced me to Jason's podcast and he has spoken to a lot of QHHT practitioners and he talks about the new world order. So listening to his podcast really got me excited. So I reached out to him and asked him, could I be on his show? And I'd love for him to be on my show. And then we just collaborated. So we spoke about everything. Like it was just like having a conversation with a friend. He was great to talk to. And some of the topics are deep. Some of the topics you might not understand. Some of the topics you might be loving. So it'd be quite interesting to get your take on it. So I'm going to hand you over to our conversation right now. I hope you enjoy it. If anything comes up for you, any insight, you found it interesting, you want to learn more about some of the topics we spoke about, please reach out to me and let me know because I'd love to talk about different topics for you. So I hope you enjoy and I'll speak to you all soon. Bye. Uh, so your name is Pippa. That's your real name? My real name's Philippa. Actually. Oh, yeah. Glad you kept it at Pippa. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no one really calls me Philippa. I mean, it's such a lovely name and it has a lot of resonance to my life right now because my partner is a horse expert. He uh, he's a, got a PhD in animal behavior and physiology, and you know he's so my name means lover of horses. So when we when we you know my partners were actually twin flames, so uh, there's a lot of uh, resonance to my name and him, which is quite interesting. <laughs> so your name deals with lover of horses, and then horses, yeah, and then oh, that's that's interesting. See, it's all planned out, right? <laughs> it is like, you know, it's it's just, I just think it's so crazy how when I started dating my partner, it, all the synchronicities and all the divine, uh, just I journaled every day about all the things that were just in our faces. You couldn't miss the signs. They were that intense and you, you can't, you just can't describe it in words. So I, I kind of just had to journal it down and it was definitely the universe slamming us together saying you're meant to be together mm, nice nice how long you've been together almost three years gotcha we're getting married in december oh congratulations thank you <clears throat> everything's going smooth i'm assuming <laughs> yeah we actually had 18 months apart physically because of covid so that was a lot of growth a lot of healing and we reunited in may this year when i emigrated to new zealand right 
I was going to say that. So you're in New Zealand. How is everything over there with? Uh... It's very different to the UK, as in the energy, and I I much prefer it here. Like I've always wanted to move out of the UK, <clears throat> and since being in New Zealand, everything's kind of fallen into place as it does where you are, where you belong. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So things are getting kind of normal too. Like things are yeah yeah they've kind of took all those restrictions down now yeah which I really wasn't wearing a mask over the last couple of months because I was getting bad hay fever here and things like that but uh yeah are you in Texas uh Louisiana Louisiana what's it like there uh well it depends on what section you go into but we never really had a strict strict lockdown I'm not inside the city I'm more outside the city of the suburb area so. Um, we didn't really have much lockdowns and it, it, even if we had something going on, it only lasted for like a week, you know, Yeah. where, and it wasn't even really that strict. It was just kind of like, Hey, we have an idea. Maybe we should like let elders go during the day and, you know, yeah. young people go at night and it, that really didn't even last too long. It was like, as long as you have a mask and you, you did your thing and, that was it. You, you didn't have any type of restrictions. So um, other than large groups, large gatherings, a lot of things got canceled in the city. So if you had, uh, we had New Orleans, uh, Mardi Gras. So the Mardi Gras parade was pretty much canceled because you can't have a parade with <laughs> no people. <laughs> You're not going to space out, you know, 10,000 people. There's no way you can space them all out. So no. Uh, so they canceled that, but it was a lot of a lot of events that got canceled. Um, but other than that, you know, eating outside for restaurants that lasted for a few months, and then yeah, then started lessening the restrictions because <clears throat> there's kind of like two parishes competing with each other. So one parish was like, well, sh- well this is ridiculous. This is nonsense. We're gonna lessen our restrictions and then you have one city not doing it and then all the people going to the other city <laughs> to enjoy freedom and then the next thing you know it's like no nah, no nah, we it's like come on we're gonna we're gonna lessen up some of these restrictions it, but it took them longer but we didn't really have the lockdowns or the curfews like yeah. some of the people have you know mm-hmm. and then if you go to mississippi it was like no rules. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how every state was different. Yeah. You Apart go right next California, door, no rules. So. Yeah, Chris is from California, so that they were diff- different again. Oh, yeah. They so, were, they were a lot know, he, he was with me in the UK at the time. So very bizarre. Mm. So you're in New Zealand. Is there anything going on with the Queen passing? Is there like yeah we we have the 26th off which is a week on monday nice three-day weekend but I'm, I'm working that weekend so it doesn't really matter but at the same time i think they're just they've had a few little like parades and setting fireworks off and you know just a few little like things to kind of celebrate her but what's quite interesting was when philip passed a few months ago i remember saying to chris she hasn't got long left i don't think she'll get past like you know the end of the year really I just kind of felt that with her and it's kind of I've noticed it with a lot of people elderly people when one dies the other kind of follows it's like the contract's done the contract's done so Mm -hmm. especially if you've had a very long long relationship 
and been in that kinship for you know over 50 years say i've noticed it with a few people that have recently you know left the planet they've the 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 soulmates kind of followed you know right right yeah i mean you've been together for all those years you got that Mm -hmm. bond and then now you lost that individual so you know it's human nature to all right time to kind of close this book in in this chapter so i was just wondering um which i were doing in new zealand about everything that happened so yeah i think over here i'm pretty sure our flags are half staff so i Mm -hmm. saw two flags half staff so i'm pretty sure that's what it's for yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um but we shall see what kind of energies change, you know, yeah, there's been energy big, afterwards. Yeah. Like COVID and all these different things happening right now. It's just, it's part of the ascension of the planet, isn't it? It's the, the, these chains, they chose to leave at this time, didn't they? For whatever reason to, to the help. I just believe everything in the planet right now is happening in divine, divine order. There's nothing that isn't happening. That shouldn't be happening. Yeah, I know. I keep hearing that multiple times. Like everything's happened the way it needs to happen. Everything is doing what it needs to be doing. You're on the right track. You're on the right path. So, like, all right, cool. I'll go to work <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think how- I was just oh. going to say about COVID, like how I just kind of COVID really was a blessing in a disguise because it. The amount of awakening since I kept seeing when I was meditating the other week, I kept seeing seeing the phrase COVID made us conscious, COVID made us conscious. And I was like, that's so true. Like, I do feel like these big disasters that happen on the planet, they're just meant to shake the collective to look within. You know, that's why we were in the lockdowns, weren't we? To what else did we do? We just stayed indoors and we did, you know, some people just started to explore more of themselves and they were in their usual life. They were in a different life and they were forced to look elsewhere. And that's kind of, I think, why the awakenings were happening. You know, so COVID kind of did make a lot of people conscious. When did you start doing QHHT? Last year. Last year. Okay. Did um For this next question, I noticed uh, it'll be a, more of a statement now. But I noticed like a lot of QHHT practitioners, their services kind of went up a little bit because now people are like, what's this all about? What's going on? Curious, Let yeah. me look into this. You know, now I have free time. Now I have this and I feel like I, I need to work on me now. And so mm-hmm. a quite quite a few practitioners their services were in high demand so i was yeah and i, I think one- dolores was kind of pushing people down that way because she does come through people's dreams and channeling sessions so i think she knew this was going to happen obviously and i think because i did i did read this i don't know if, if you read this but Nostradamus, i'm sure he predicted covid didn't he and she was channeling him for years so i think i wonder if she's up there with him now saying okay covid's happened let's uh, let's get an influx of people to go and do qhht i was one of them you know so i think that's probably what she's done she's kind of planted these seeds like she did with my partner you know she came through my partner's dream and that was that was definitely a big sign for me nice <clears throat> yeah let's talk about that so you you mentioned your partner 
Dolores came through his dream and he channeled Dolores too, correct? Yeah. So, so how did that all happen? Well, we were separated because of COVID. So we had 18 months apart. Chris was in New Zealand and I was in the UK and we were doing a lot of spiritual work and I'd heard of Dolores and my Reiki master told me to read Jesus in the Essenes. So I kind of, you know, I bought the book, haven't read it yet, but I know that I'm going to be reading it at some point in divine timing. But anyway, I just kind of heard her and I thought, why is she coming into my, why is she coming into, into my vision, you know, in, into my life? There's obviously a reason. So I didn't know anything about QHHT. And then next minute, QHHT was coming up on my Instagram, my Facebook, you know, it was kind of just on, you know, people's posts so I looked into it and I just thought, oh, it's another tool. Let me just stay with what I've got. I don't need to keep doing loads of things. <laughs> but again, the calling never leaves, does it? It was there every day. And when my partner channels, he channels at night. So when he goes to sleep, he puts the I am Moses code on, which we listen to every night. And he goes through the spiritual doorway and he just sees who's there. And of a morning, if he remembers, he'll write everything down. So this time, and bearing in mind, Chris hadn't really heard of Dolores. He'd looked into like Michael Newton's work and Brian Wise and Dick Supton. So he'd kind of like, you know, he'd he'd knew about the, them more. So he'd heard of Dolores's name, but he never knew much about her. So he had this, he had this, you know, he went into this, he went to the door, he went through the door and on the bench where he sits and talks to whoever's there, there was a little old lady <laughs> I won't say little, but you know, there was a there was a little old lady there, and he asked who it was, and she said, "My name's Dolores Cannon," and he told she she told him the year she was born, the year she died, and told him to read the Convoluted Universe book one. Now, bearing in mind, he didn't even know what that book was; he'd never heard of it, so to give a specific book was pretty profound. And but then I was kind of questioning at the time. Do I do QHHT? Should I, should I not? You know, I kind of was thinking about it. It just come into my into my into my life. So when Chris told me about that vision, I was like, "There's my sign. She's come through. She's telling Chris to read a book. This is my time to go and do to do QHHT." So I didn't waste another minute. I just signed up and did it. And I did it over Christmas last year. So I was in lockdown. I was. I actually was studying when I had COVID. I got COVID on Boxing Day, so I just stayed and just uh, spent, <laughs> you know, four weeks just like just immersing myself in in the level one, and that's how I kind of got into QHHT, which is pretty amazing. Nice, nice. So did he read Convoluted? He did. Uh, yeah, he's one? reading. He's reading book three at the moment. I think. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So he's up on three. Uh, I've, I've read all of the convoluted universe series and number two is my favorite. And, um, so I was just wondering what he thought about the first one or even the second one. Yeah. I'll ask him that. He'll, he'll listen to this episode. So I'm sure he'll reach out and let yeah, you know. Tell him to send me an email. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, you mentioned the book, Jesus and everything. That was one of the books I was going to buy at the event where they were having a class because they'll sell the books as well. And my mom was with me and I asked her, I'm like, hey, they got this book on Jesus. And I was like, I know you're very, you know, you're getting more religious and everything. I was like, would you be interested in this book? I said, I'll get it for you. And she goes, no, you don't have to. She's like, I'm good where I'm at. I was like, I don't know this, this book. Probably teach you a few things that might be a little different. No, I'm good. She's like, you know, she's like, 
pretty much what she was saying was like, I, I, Jesus is in my heart. So, and that's what counts. I was like, okay. I said, yeah, I, one day I'll read the book, uh, the Nostradamus book as well. That's another one that's on my list to read. And then uh, the, the book about Jesus as well. And, uh, and I think that's, I think she has 13 books. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of getting through between death and life. And I think Chris has read that one. There's one, I can't think which one it was, but I was reading it and it's where she's, where she's speaking to Phil. Phil's one of her clients and he's going to all the different planets. And okay. which one is that now? I can't think which it is, but it's funny because the client I had yesterday, that was probably one of the profound ones where it reminded me of the ones that she put in her books, you know, where she would obviously use them as subjects to go and, you know, go and travel to different realms and mm-hmm. different planets and I was kind of like, oh, I can't wait for that. I can't wait for a client like that because I think I'd want the client to come back and be like a subject so I can kind of go and explore. But uh, yeah, that was kind of <laughs> off guard yesterday. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, you can have multiple sessions, get multiple knowledge things down. <laughs> so you mentioned that you had a client that came in yesterday that was talking yeah. about conversation or something or something that related yeah. to Yeah, I was really blown about? away. Well, the thing is, I've had, as you know, Jason, because you do QHHT, every client's so different and every past lives they go to are completely different. There's not one that's the same. And yesterday, a lady who I've been working with, she came for a session and I didn't expect it because she was quite shy and she, you know, she had really healing energy, like really sweet, loving energy. And I thought, I just thought, I wonder how this is going to go. Like, you know, because you ha- you kind of have an intention for the client and you want them to have the best you know session they can and get out what they want from the session and but she was so calm and she was so like excited which was really nice so when when she came off the cloud she 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 said I can see red sand and I was like well we don't really have red sand on this planet so that was kind of a big like like a what do you call it like a bit okay wow that's a bit and then she said she's in some sort of wait she's in a she's in a waiting room I was like okay but as you know when you're doing the past lives you're trying to see what they see and it was because I've only done about 36 sessions now something like that so I'm still learning I'm still like you know kind of that's awesome (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah thank you so you know, but I, I so before I carry on with her story, I remember speaking to Suzanne and uh, the my first five sessions for the intern, they were challenging. They were really challenging, and I remember Suzanne saying, "Well, Dolores sends you challenging ones because she she you can handle it. She won't send you any people that you can't handle." So I'll mention those after I've spoken about the client yesterday. But so this one wasn't a challenge; it was just it was a deep one we were talking for like 35 minutes in that life so she she was a, a an information collector so she wasn't male or female uh she was just an energy she was a form she didn't have feet she floated and she had human hands that looked like human hands but her head was gray and it was Oh, like oval but round and she said she would collect information using a leather satchel but her whole body was covered in leather satchels so that's where the information would would, mm. would she collect the information into the satchel so I said to you know I'm trying to think okay 
And I have actually posted the the life on my podcast today because I asked her for permission. She said, yeah, because I think the, the information for the people, as you know, it's not just for me and her, it's for everybody. And she mentioned the wall. She said, we store the information in the wall. And I was like, okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> so I was like, Where, where's this wall? And how I kind of saw it was, it's in. It's just in the universe. It's just a wall up in the universe. It's it's oh, just, okay. and I, as I saw it, the wall is the all-knowing. It's, it's where all the information is stored. And she was talking about humanity and that, you know, she, she can access nine dimensions. Uh, she mentioned about... Um, there was explosions in space and then new planets would be created. So she'd have, she'd be sent there by the wall to collect the information before life is on the planet. Mm. And I'm just there like, I'm just going, this makes sense, but it's just the first kind of life I've gone to with a client where I'm like, I'm really intrigued. I want, I want to know more. Like, so it was, you know, and then eventually she said, you know, that's, that's all you need to know. So we moved on to another life. But anyway, she was just talking about not all planets have life not all planets are connected to this wall the earth is connected to the wall and i said how can people connect to the wall she said you know just by you know connection meditation and as she said but you are connected as in me i said that's good to know thank you and then <laughs> and, and like, it was just am i connected was, to this wall <laughs> yeah and it was so obviously how i was kind of seeing it in my mind's eye was that this wall is just this you know, i wouldn't say it's god or the universe i would just say it's where the information is stored. It's where we can access. It's where we all can access the universal truths, as she said in the past life. This is the universal truths. So I was saying, do these change? She said, yes, as as the universe changes, as it expands. And, you know, some some planets will, you know, will will disappear. So it's kind of like, and then she was talking about, we don't have time. It's just circular. Everything's circular, just going round and round. And then she spoke about, I was like, well, how were you created? You know, how were you born? She said, we just are. We just are. There's no, like, beginning or end. So I'm like, oh, okay. And I was like, so do more of you be- get created? She said, no, we're, we're just a, cons- a constant existence. And I'm like, this is just wild. Like, just, I'm I'm smiling as she's, as she's <laughs> under and I'm just, and then she's talking about, and I said, do you know any of this information? Can you share this information? Like, you know, obviously you're collecting it, but can you look at this information and and tell us any of it? And she said, no, we just collect it and store it, collect it and store it. The information is for the species. It's for life. It's connected to everything. So I was like, right. Mm. And like, because I'm getting goosebumps, like I can feel I'm getting all like, oh, because it was just for people to listen to it. I have posted it on my podcast today just to listen to it and to take in just because she even was whispering like this you know when she was doing the past life and it was so nice and it was just I had to lean in I was like what like speak up so a little bit. can you speak up? yeah yeah so I had to kind of like amplify it on the on the editing because it was she was really quiet and I think on a whole just listen me listening back to it because it was just I think people need to hear it and as you said, like these past lives that even Dolores had gone to with her clients, she shared them in a book because they're not only for the client, they're for the collective. Right. So, and even the client, when she came out of the hypnosis, she's like, I did not expect that. And she's just, she was just absolutely over the moon. So, you know, for the full, the full thing, you can go and listen to it, but it was just about the connection, the universal truths, 
that we all have access to that. We all, so for me, the message was to access it and know that universal truth is there for you to connect to. It's and and these 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 beings are collecting it for you. So just send thanks to them and send gratitude to them because when you look up at the sky at night, it was quite cold here last night. Me and Chris sat stood outside last night and we just saw the Milky Way, and you can see just slightly the haze. That's my favorite thing to do with the Hubble mm. Field and the, the James Webb photos that have just come out. And then it made me think about when you just look up at night and you see all those stars and you just, you get lost. Like, where do we come from? Why are we even here? Like, what, what's the, per- what, what, you know, what was the of all of it? <laughs> yeah, your mind goes over and over and over. So, and it makes me happy. It makes, it gives me that spark. It gives me that life. So that's what it felt like in the life. It was, it was, she was showing me that there is that life. There is other beings that we can't even comprehend in our brain. That are, that are collecting this information for us. So for me, it was about saying to them, thank you for being who you are because for you collecting information is so we can pass the knowledge on and we can pass these universal truths on to our generation. And because it's like, you, you know, Jason, when you channel something or you, you learn something, it's like you're awakening something you already knew. So for All me, right. when I did QHHT, I said to Chris, I feel like I already know it. Because it's obviously something I've learned in a past life. It's a universal truth that we all know. We all come from that truth. So, yeah, it was a really good session. Gotcha. Now, you mentioned your podcast. And your session with your client is on your podcast. So if someone's interested in finding your podcast, how would they find it? It's called The Conscious Combo, and it's on all the major platforms. So I know we're going to actually post this on both our on our podcast. So... I'll put your your notes on my notes and you can put my notes on your notes. So yeah, just go on my website, iampippaleslie.com and then you'll just find it on there. It's on all major platforms. Perfect. And I'll have a link in the description to her podcast. So you can uh, just click on the link and you can find it quicker. <laughs> and you let me know what yours is so I can put yours on for my listeners. Uh, mine should be QRE Network. So if anybody's listening to this on, on Pippa's, podcast mine should be qre network now i did change the name but it should still be qre network at first it was quantum research enlightenment but i shorten it yeah. so i can make it easier <laughs> like qhht it's so much easier to say than quantum healer hypnosis technique <laughs> correct exactly <laughs> so was anything else interested in um in that session, did anything else interesting come from it? I'm trying to think because we only had time to do two lives because the session got to almost two hours. But yeah, I'm trying to recall anything else that came through that was quite interesting. Oh, and I was I asked her how she traveled. She said she just thinks of the place and she's just instantly there. And I was like, great. Wish I could do that. Just, just can I just go home to the UK and see mom and dad? Just <laughs> think of it and be there. <laughs> so yeah, that was quite interesting and. Yeah, I just I think I want to keep listening to it just to take in. I think I think even for me, when you listen to things over and over again, that's why I always ask the client in the hypnosis, you know, how many times should the client listen to the recording? They say two, three, five, ten times. The more you listen to something, I feel like it integrates deeper into your soul. So for anyone who's had QHHT and they've got the recordings, I would say that is even if you even if you if your higher self said twice, don't be afraid to listen to it more than twice, because you do integrate. It's like when you read a book for the second and third time, you take you take in more, don't you? And you watch a movie for a second time, you you see different things. 
So yeah, I think listening to her past life again is going to integrate more so I can share more. Nice, nice. Has uh, Dolores Cannon ever came through any of your uh, sessions? No, she hasn't, but I always feel like she's sat there watching me. Like sometimes when I first started off, I was quite nervous as as you would be because you don't want to mess up and you want to give them a good session. And I and how I how I felt more confident was I imagined Dolores was sat next to me. And that nice. kind of helped. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, when I'm in a pickle, I'm like, what would Dolores Cannon do? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um she never came through, but uh, she was mentioned in the session and that she is well loved. And I was like, OK, but nothing uh, was brought forward, like no like, communications about it. But I was like, OK, OK, that's cool. But um, I will say that was pretty cool when I was in. This was probably like so now like I'm left the training i'm done i'm opening up shop i'm cleaning out my office so i can have clients lay in my office and everything and this one lady came for a session and she she started uh talking about anubis she's like there's this egyptian god she's like um i i don't know how to pronounce his name she called him anubi anubas um and i was like anubis and then she goes, yeah, yeah. And I was like, matter of fact, it, I have a, like a little statue right here, you know, and I showed it to her. She goes, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that's it. She goes, that's what the picture came through. And so next thing you know, we go through the session. And sure enough, she's like, Anubis is here. I'm like, oh, what you mean Anubis is here? <laughs> I like, here, here? <laughs> So next thing you know, we were asking him questions and want to know, like, it was pretty cool, like, why he has a dog face, you know, is it just a mask? Is it really his face kind of thing? And it was a good answer to it. And it was pretty much saying, like, a familiarity that when you see a, a man with a dog face that you know that it's Anubis. And then on top of that, it dealt with a uh, man's best friend, you know, yeah. that mankind has a relationship with animals like dogs and stuff so that's the other reason for it and then so evidently he travels to planet to planet and i was like oh i did not know that i, I thought he was just stuck here so those sessions the videos on guardians of magic but i did post those atlantis and ancient egypt videos or audios on the podcast for qre network so if anybody's interested, I really want to listen to those because what's quite funny, Jason, is I'm a massive Egyptian history nerd. And oh, nice. Yeah. Every, so I spoke to Lily Blige yesterday. She's a QHHT level three and she mentioned Egypt. And every time I'm talking to someone, Egypt gets brought into the mix. So they're my little signs to say, you know, like just a little. So every time you mention Egypt, I'm just smiling because I actually wear the Ankh. You can probably see I wear the Ankh. I saw and, that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually studying uh, Sekhem Reiki at the moment. So it's pronounced Sekhem. It's with the K. And it's quite interesting because I've been listening to the History of Egypt podcast. I've just started. I've just found him, Dominic. And they're very more about, you know, the histo the real history that they find and but I'm more curious about the healing they did and the spiritual connection they had and things like that. And he's actually opened my mind up a lot with 
you know, Sekhem, you would relate to Sekhmet, which is the goddess of war and destruction and power. So he kind of opened my eyes up today about all the gods kind of mingling together. But they all, they were certain, you know, they were certain goddesses like, or gods like Hathor, who, uh, you know, is more about protection and healing. So it's interesting how we kind of say, oh, well, Sekhmet is the, is the goddess of healing, but she probably isn't. So it's, I am learning. I'm learning mm. a lot and it's, it's it's interesting to get other people's takes on it and their perspective because I think there's not just one perspective, is there? And that's the key of life, isn't it? We all see things differently and we all have different perspectives, you know, and, and that's the beauty of life, isn't it? We all bring our unique our uniqueness to the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, for me, for ancient Egypt, I kind of like like a little bit of everything. Um, I like what the historians are saying, what they're thinking. I also like to hear what the, whether it's ancient aliens or wh- whoever those guys. Yeah, the the channeling side of it, the spiritual yeah. side of it, because it's the, the same with everything. Side. Yeah, yeah. And the stuff that they, no one wants to talk about side, like the conspiracies of ancient Egypt as well, you know. Yeah. Who built it? Who did not build it? I just never asked that question. I'd never asked the question of how the Egyptians healed because they clearly had connection and they had, you know, they were so in tune. And I just feel like, you know, and I asked the question, how do they heal? And that's when I, I kind of started to channel the Sekhem. Sekhem kept coming. And I was like, I've never heard of that word. So I Googled it and then I found the Sekhem Reiki course. So I've just been learning about it. But again, I'm learning it now and it all, it all resonates. It, I don't feel like, like same with QHHT, I'm listening to these videos and I'm like, I already know this, but I'm taking it in because it's, you know, it's resonating. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you mentioned uh, one of your older podcast episodes, you interviewed Suzanne Spooner, correct? Yeah. So you interviewed her and I was listening to one of her sessions, her QHHT session that was posted on YouTube and they started talking about the pyramids and everything. So they mentioned something about 2030. So I went to back to my notes and I went to have an Excel file. And I'm like, wait a minute, 2030, something else happens around 2030. And then um, I was like, well, hold on. And I went back to my notes. And then that session I was talking to you about where that lady was telling me that Anubis was here. So w- one of the things she was talking about was like, <clears throat> She said, the angels and the watchers will walk among us again 10 years or less. So this was about 2019. Living in great times, our minds will expand and hidden chambers will be found in the pyramids. So I was like, oh. And sure enough, I think about two years later or so, that client sent me an email of an article that they're finding stuff that's inside the pyramid that they can't explain like hidden. i read that yesterday i'm getting goosebumps because i always felt oh, that... everything's lining up <laughs> yeah it is i i'm uh, I, get, I get super goosebumps when i talk about things like this so i i when i thought about the pyramids there's all a conspiracy theories about they got aliens to help them to build the pyramids and you know there's so many possibilities but i just believe they had so much manpower and they had so much strength and I, you know, I don't really know the ins and outs. I'm not a historian, but I did think, okay, if you're going to build up a pyramid, you're going to build down like they did with the, with the tombs and stuff. So, you know, I'd, I've never been to the pyramids, but I do believe this, like, you know, this, the secret chambers and things they haven't even found yet, 
there's so they were so in tune with themselves and I think you know I'm still learning a lot of it but I just think there's so much much underneath that sand that we haven't even discovered yet oh absolutely um same lady same person same session and then that's on guardians of magic as well but I don't know what episode it is but it also when it talks about the hidden chambers it also talks about the sphinx and I heard that there was two of them and then in her session she said there is two of them one got destroyed in an earthquake and it's buried underneath mud and sand and that will be revealed in sometime in the future so I was like okay and and she's like there's a there's a lot that is still buried just to go to it's meant to be buried though we're only meant to find it when the time's right right, isn't it and that's kind of like what she was saying you know everything will be revealed in all due time and i've heard that in in a few other people's sessions as well that things will come into fruition or into our reality when it is needed so i was like okay that's fine (laughs) i was like but still this lifetime right you know like sometime soon or, or is this going to be a long time from that she goes no no this this would be your lifetime this would be sometime soon i said okay i said exciting it is exciting <laughs> um in your research I, I know that was one of the arguments who built the pyramids but has atlantis or atlanteans ever came up in any of your uh research or thoughts uh, I, did, I I wondered whether there was there was a structure already there and they'd built it up. I wonder if they would you know, like kind of there was already something there, like a foundation was already mm-hmm. there, and then they've obviously built on top of it. But I I don't. There's just something. There's I know something magical. There's just something magical about them because they're all lined up with the stars and the the God. They're intelligent. They were intelligent. They were the civilization they lived were just considering they had you know have no internet nothing they were literally living the basic life yeah and that's what i think so just connected it back to covid i think that's why covid just made us and even we had technology we we went back to basics we we were in our homes we we didn't have you know our day-to-day normal lives so i think you know if i think back to and i think back to it but if i put myself into a, a a basic Egyptian life. If I was kind of just some, you know, farm family, and you know, and you had these deities and goddesses and gods, like you would literally pray, and you would, because what would you do with your time? You, you, I just feel like there was more to connect to back then, and obviously there was a lot of poverty, as there is still now. But I think you know, people and other pharaohs were quite strict. The guy today who does the podcast actually mentioned about, you know, the breath of life can be quite toxic too because he said there's always a polarity. He said that the breath of life was toxic because then it, he said something to do with the the slaves asking for breath of life because he wanted mercy from the, from the pharaohs and things like that. So there's just so much we don't know. So I think, you know, I've, no, I've not really explored Atlantis a lot yet. Uh, maybe it will come into my future, but uh, I, I know a bit about it. I do believe it was a civilization. I believe they were given the power of what we have now, but something it wasn't meant. It just there was something that didn't sit right, mm-hmm. and we can't abuse what we're given. We have to be grateful for what we're given. Gotcha. Um, yeah. You but, meant- what, what do you think? I'm asking you what you think. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. So with the pyramids, I've heard multiple theories, even in uh, Dolores Cannon's book, it seems like there's multiple processes where 
uh, an alien species helped with these pyramids. I've heard that Atlanteans built these pyramids. I've even heard um, the Egyptians themselves built the pyramids. So, and one of my thoughts was, <clears throat> at what time is is that you're truly looking at the right time and also what pyramid is the, also the right pyramid and then you to start talking about different timelines and time frames and parallel universes and all that comes into play right because who knows where there's happening to so you know sometimes it's like it's like is it the great pyramid like the one that everybody knows of because from what i understand that the atlanteans had their version of pyramids as well and they had their obelisk and sarah even confirmed that in one of her sessions that that when she had a past life reading and she was under hypnosis that she saw these obelisk things and she's like why why were they there i thought that was an ancient egypt thing mm -hmm. and i was like well technically i think that was something they use for energy and i said i think that just bleeded over to egypt when a lot of people from Atlantis left the uh, Atlantean homeworld, <clears throat> when they left that area, some of them went to Europe and a lot of them went to ancient Egypt because they weren't welcome in Europe because of what they'd done in the past. And it was territorial. They felt like they were intruding on their land. So they had an opportunity to go to ancient Egypt because it wasn't as populated. And they brought a lot of their cool technology as well and their training and their teachings but it's uh it's very interesting you know and i keep an open mind for all of it you know whether it's this group that group aliens ets you know i i keep an open mind and i just just take my notes listen and then just just kind of like move move along with it and whatever wherever the chips fall i'll let them fall <clears throat> so you mentioned uh the series convoluted universe and and i think it's a part two and i think they start talking more about ancient times as well so like ancient egypt and different things so <clears throat> i always find it very very interesting because i'm a um, big fan of ancient egypt information ever since i was a little kid always mm -hmm. interested in it As a matter of fact uh I even have one of the books. So Nefertari, yeah, Nefertari. Oh yeah, yeah. He was here in New Orleans on display in the New Orleans Art Museum, and they had a whole exhibit of her uh, belongings from the the tomb and everything. So there was like a little bit of an exhibit and stuff, and but it was pretty neat to see all that stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. And I've been to. Uh, the museum in new york and they have a huge egyptian uh yeah. section as well but it was pretty cool big fan of it me too i, I remember going to i went to china three years ago before oh, COVID nice. hit. <laughs> we did the we did the terracotta warriors and i remember like just that even that blows my mind i love all the ancient stuff that's like you know just stuff that just is when you're there you just know it's ancient and I remember the lady who was taking us round she was a guide and she said 
they haven't opened up his the emperor's tomb because of the booby traps and that that fascinates me because i was always into indiana jones and i love all like Tomb Raider, and and i play assassin's creed and i love all that like you know all that kind of stuff and i remember being there and i just was looking at these these you know warriors that were built for the afterlife and very similar to how like egyptians would have you know created their tombs and put things in the tombs to take with them but again if you think of you know that dynasty doing that the ancient egyptians have probably built tombs with booby traps that we haven't even discovered yet and that may be what's under the the pyramids i don't know like I just think if you're going to build up, you would they they build down too because they used to build steps, didn't they, down to the tombs and things, you know. So they weren't they weren't dumb. They were so intelligent. Mm, so yeah. mm-hmm. if you're going to build up, they'd build down. So it'd be quite interesting to see what they start to uncover over the next couple of years. And uh, again, divine timing things are being discovered at the right time, aren't they? For when we absolutely, absolutely. are meant to receive them. Um, to go along with what you're saying, one of the things that I always thought was interesting and I couldn't wrap my mind around it early on was that, um, I don't know what book it was, but it talked about how some of these chambers and tombs are built in another dimension. So that was their way of hiding their information, their belongings. They said, uh, you, you won't find it now because you're not at the right frequency yet. And it, that chamber is in another dimension. I'm like, what? Like, what you mean? That would dimension? make sense, though. I don't <laughs> know if you've watched the. I need to re reactivate my membership, but I was with Gaia for a while, and there was a, a documentary on the guy who went into Africa, and he found all those uh, vortex, the circle stone circles, and he said that he found a couple, and he ended up finding thousands of them. So we got some guy to come out to 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 measure the frequencies and the energy of these these circles you know like obviously to see if there were any differences and things like that and I, I this was a couple of years ago I watched this and this guy had this frequency machine and he would step into the circle and the frequency bar would go up and then he'd step out the circle and the frequency bar would come down mm. so he but then he went to different circles and each circle measured different frequencies again that would represent us you know i have a frequency you have a frequency we all have different frequencies but then he wanted to you know measure where's the frequency coming from where's this energy coming from and when he measured that it's straight up so the energy went straight up into the universe and i was like oh my god this is fascinating so we end up saying these are probably people's vortex as abraham hicks you know would say the vortex of your energy so that protection of you would step into that you know, into that into that circle and you would channel, you'd sit, you'd do whatever. But I just found that fascinating. So maybe that's what was kind of happening with the pyramids too and the chambers and the dimensions is that, you know, the, the more you do some sacred work, you know, especially for me being a Reiki master, the more I do Reiki in this room, I can feel the energy because you're consistently doing the, the energy work in one position, aren't you? So you start to have like, you may end up having a portal appear or you know you start to feel frequencies going to go higher and things so i'm the same as you i have an open mind to everything i just think there's so many possibilities to to what what we can see and what we actually don't know nice oh yeah absolutely absolutely has uh any information of aliens like anyone being a past life as an alien came through any of your sessions no i would probably say the closest one was yesterday because she she the way she kind of described herself, she looked a bit like an alien because her skin was grey. 
that was probably the only really one that I would I had a lady who was pure energy she was plasma before earth was created that was interesting oh, nice. and she would just move like energy and she could go wherever she wanted to and I said you know a unit earth should earth isn't created yet I was like wow that's a long time ago so she uh and she'd go near portals and she said, no, that, that's not a nice portal. And then she'd move away. And she, I don't I don't want to go through that. I was like, you don't have to. Just move away from it. And then she'd go to like another portal. And she'd go, this is a good portal. I'm going to travel through it. And it literally was. You know, like the games, like, it reminds me of Crash Bandicoot. When on Crash Bandicoot, you go to a, a realm and you go through that like spinny hole. I remember like thinking that's what it's like going through these dimensions. And I think if we can open our minds up enough, we can reach those dimensions. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah um the ones that are talking about how they have an inter- energy body i find a little bit more interesting even though the alien bodies is always pretty cool uh but <clears throat> one thing i do find is that when they're like yeah i don't really have a body but when they're talking about everything that's happening it sounds so real like the, the way they touch and feel things and the way they sense everything, it's it's like they might have an energy body, but they still have something like a consciousness that deals with it and everything. Like they do have a body, but in reality they don't. So yeah, she's like it yesterday. Cool. Well, she said that yesterday. I asked her how she communicated with other beings like her. She said they just chirp like birds, and I was like, oh. So I was like, would well, you do you contact telepathically? She went, we don't really need to make contact, but if we do, it's like chirping, like like a bird. And I was like. I could just imagine them going. Dip, 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 dip. <laughs> so that was kind of interesting. But I think was it Dolores's client? I think was. I think it was when with uh, God. What was it now? They, she. I mean, she's obviously had past lives where they've gone to be aliens. But I think, I mean, I, I I've started. I mean, I don't I don't read the news. I'm not a news person. My partner has it on. He, he goes on Reddit, so he picks up little bits and bobs. But I think. Uh, I think Trump wants to bring out alien news, doesn't he? I think he wants to like, you know, I'm, I don't really, I don't really follow a lot of Trump's work, but I've read an article where like, he's, I think he's, he's, he's sulking and he wants to kind of bring out some classified information, which I do believe that, you know, the stuff out there that we, we don't know and they're keeping us ignorant because, you know, it would, people who aren't awake and aren't, you know, connected, they would freak out. If, an, you know, if, if I saw an alien, I'd be like, oh my God, can I talk to you? <laughs> but I think a lot of people would be like, oh my God. So sit I think, down, sit down. Oh, look, there's a microphone. Let's do this podcast. Would you like a cup of tea? I'll make you a cup of tea. And, you know, like, <laughs> do I sleep over? There's a spare room. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, have I think. a bunch of questions for you. <laughs> yeah. I think. I do believe uh, there was a podcast and my partner, if he, when he listens to this, he'll laugh because I, t- I tell everyone about it. And it's called The Last Podcast on the Left. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, that, that sounds very familiar because... There are a load of guys that kind yeah. of bring on anonymous guests and things. I haven't really listened to a lot of it, but my partner, Chris, at the time, we were in Los Angeles and we were on Huntington Beach and we were doing a little ritual with... with uh, like we had the fire pit going and he put this like spooky episode on and one was about a guy who saw these every time I try and tell the story Chris laughs at me and says you're not doing it justice I was like no you you need the episode because the music's in the background it's like do like ghost uh like x-files do 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 it's like so I has red hair right the the podcast I think so yeah yeah it's it's a really interesting show 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there was two two stories. One guy, uh, he he found a letter in the in the archives of a guy who wrote a letter home in World War One, and he said he was of sound mind and that you know he was he just wanted to explain something he saw. So there is that possibility of he probably was shell shocked. I don't know, or he, he got he he might not have been a sound mind. He might have just said he was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he said there was. You know, I'll have to try and find it and I'll I'll send it to you. I'll put it in the notes or something like that. But he was talking about there was on the trench line, everything was quite quiet. And he said, if you just peeked over the, the trench, you could see like the the like the Germans, like just with the lanterns. So you could see like, you know, the if if they were going up and down their trenches, you could just see lights with the candles and things. But he said one night there was a load of commotion and no one was firing from their side on the English side. But then when he, when they looked up, him and his men saw this big black figure that was probably about 20 feet tall and he was he was pulling the germans out of the trenches and just ripping them apart and i was like oh my god that's free it gives me goosebumps like oh so i was thinking is that yeah is that something that came in to intervene i don't know like because it wouldn't it wouldn't have been and that he can't find any records of that man surviving so i don't really know what happened but you'd have to listen to the full story but the mm-hmm. second guy he had on was a guy who stayed anonymous and he used to work at Area 51 and he was talking about what they were working on and he said he was like security. So he'd go on different levels and he said one level, they were working on these like robots that, you know, on Matrix where they, uh, they're on Avatar as well where they sit in, the, in them and they use the arms and then it's these big machines that kind of, you know, coordinate with them. Yeah. They were working on stuff like that. So there's clearly things that we have no idea about. You know, our technology is so far on. And I'm thinking, why has technology only been given to us now? Why why, why in the last 100 years has technology been given to us? Was that the same as Atlantis? Were we given this technology then and, and something went wrong? And, and... Oh, yes. Uh, it, it, it goes hand in hand because that was one of Atlantis's uh, downfall was because they held on to a lot of their technology and that's why when they folded and no one really has all this advanced tech that they used to have because they held on to it. Plus they're for what I understand, it kind of made sense. You, you just had to have a certain type of crystal and without the certain type of crystal, some of their technology would not work. And it was a red crystal for what I understand that Sarah was talking about. And some crystals you could, use and you can use it with the certain tech technology objects that you had this equipment but without the proper activation for these crystals you wouldn't be able to power up these things that they had <clears throat> and that's why a lot of things are still a lot of mystery like the pyramids the obelisk and everything it all kind of went hand in hand and they had a process and a technique and when they they held on to all that knowledge and it was it was for a number of reasons and it dealt with uh you know competitive edges just like america america tries to have the competitive edge you know during war times they they don't want their predecessors to have uh all this advanced technology just like them they want the leg up as well while you're playing around with these certain jets and certain you know equipment battleships and if you ever notice a lot of our equipment and whether it's tanks ships planes very looks very similar to everybody's country because you know we're all 
creating the same things but in reality behind the scenes they're creating stuff that's i've i've been told 50 years 100 years in the future that we can't even believe that they're creating and i was like i believe it you know and then <clears throat> so with that being said so like let's say if the u.s or the world was to fall and collapse we would not have access to none of that stuff because it's all lock and key and and just like when atlantis fell they they didn't have enough time to take all their technology and knowledge out of there some places did take it but throughout the years the decades and centuries a lot of that stuff just that knowledge just died down more and more and more and the teachings went away as well so but yeah, you it, think about you know there's there's just the technology we have this laptop tv playstations tablets wi-fi you know the list is endless you know the there is a section of people that could switch all that off so really it isn't ours is it it's it's so i think you know why but i was I quite I'm, I'm such a deep thinker i always was as a kid I was that type of kid that would get up early and ask my mum and dad questions at eight in the morning and they'd sit there and go, pip, pip, mom, just, mom. yeah, what's this, what's that, what's this? And then as I got older, me and my dad would just have those long conversations about Earth and planets and space. And but I just think, why now? Like, why were we given technology, like, fast-paced in the last 100 years? Like, why, why was it not given to them 2,000 years ago? Again, the level of everything's divine timing. But, you know, are we abusing it? Because, you know as a spiritual awakened person and as you would probably agree jason is that sometimes i don't want to be off the grid i don't want internet i just want to be off in nature and it's hard because it's an addiction too it's constantly there it's constantly in your home isn't it and i think it's being able to use it in the right way you know you see i've got two stepchildren and they're constantly on you know tablets tvs computers and it's but you know i was the same growing up you know i i was i grew up in the 90s i was born in 1990 so you know, I had my first mobile when I was probably at 12, 13, and they were them little Nokia, you know, playing Snake. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. And, but, th game. but think of the last 20 years, how much, like, now, I'm, now I've got a Samsung phone, which is just, like, I don't even need a camera. Like, everything's just on. It's just insane. It's just absolutely insane, like and like you just said, in 100 years' time. I don't think we can even imagine what's what. We'll probably look back at, like, 2022 and think, oh, God, that piece of, that piece of crap Samsung. Like, now we've got these, like, holographic things or you got we'll have our mobiles in our hands or something like that like in our skin it's just there's just we can't imagine it can we no no evidently um from my notes if i remember correctly um some of the things was that we'll have better understanding of light technology and then also understanding more information of the human cells yeah so um the true meaning of a virus and how to manipulate a virus and the molecules and the energy in the cells. So that was supposed to be 2025 and uh, we're supposed to know more about aliens in 2025. So, so far, so good, you know, and. Yeah. The question I asked my partner the other day was, okay, so if alien race, has been to earth and the cia and the governments are covering it up say for example why are the aliens only going to certain places why are they not just coming down to new zealand and going hi pip come down to speak to you why are they only going to like 
you know are, are they being monitored i don't know like because i would think how would they how would they come to earth because some people believe that there's aliens on our planet right now and they're just you know some say that were the experiment mm, okay you know they they've manipulated our dna and were the experiment mm-hmm. and people say that when we're in our dream state that's the reality so there's right, just right. mind-blowing again i don't believe one or the other i'm just open to like the discussion around that so you you have a question that kind of deals with like why haven't they introduced themselves now yeah to different parts of the planet if if they you know if they've been say for example area 51 even though that's probably moved now if they're working on alien species you know if they're like kind of doing whatever they're doing with them why are not more aliens coming down to say hey we're here just you know don't oh man there's so many answers oh my gosh there's so many answers to go along with all that stuff i mean are we not are we not ready are we not do they think we're not ready with a number of factors so from this is just from my knowledge of because I ask myself the same question and, and I throw that question around as well. And I kind of got, you know, some pretty interesting feedback. So to to answer some of that stuff, and I always, th- this will answer a lot of it, is that um, ET races throughout time, throughout thousands and thousands of years have been here multiple times. Like same lady, matter of fact, when it dealt, I'm going to bring up ancient Egypt with uh, the pyramids and stuff. So in that session, she said that the angels walked among us during that time. And I kind of asked, well, why during that time? Because they had a sense during that time of Egypt that they visited, they felt like there was love. There was compassion for the people. There was love for the people. So they walked among us around that time. And they fell in love with humans and, you know, and humans fell in love with them. So there was a lot of love with them. And then they were helping us. We were helping them and things were coming together. But from what I understand, like greed started kicking in. Humanity started kicking in. So another tribe came in and they wanted, they they were like, well, forget this love stuff. We want your goods we want your technology and then there was hate towards them and it kind of dealt with energy and they're at a higher vibration and so it's like well we can't intervene right now you know we're we're only here to help and they couldn't intervene and so they did some bad things the other tribe did some bad things and they had to wind up leaving and then another time even during atlantis times they said that they used to come and go alien races used to come and go during atlantis times because they had a lot of knowledge for crystals and i thought this was amazing so they had a lot of knowledge for crystals and they wanted this to know how did these humans on earth know all this stuff about crystals and how did they know it and what can they teach us so they had uh, you you would call it a stargate a portal and they will come and go but then again, Atlantis was going on a downfall because there were a number of things were going on. They started experimenting too much with a lot of things. Start Things started getting worse and dense. And then it was like, all right. So each time everything started getting worse, whoever at, at the higher level was like, all right, time out. Whatever council, council of 12 or nine was kind of like, all right, time out, people. You, stop visiting Earth right now. Take a Take a break let things cool off you know um and then they can't mix up their karma 
with ours and then lower their energy because you're talking about like psychic powers and their connectivities with their home races and their home planets so it's kind of like it was a very thin layer of like what they could do and not do and another thing that fast forward to today it's kind of like uh one of the cool things that i thought was recent times is that you know one of the things that one timeline jfk was going to declare that aliens are real they walk among us they're with us now they've been visiting us blah 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 and at first no one really from what i understood no one really caught on at first then once when things started getting worse like whether it was the economy whether it was this whether it was that next thing you know it different groups started blaming these alien races saying that it's their fault they're the blames and but jfk at that time did not know all that was going to happen i think he was even warned not to disclose all that and he wanted to so that was one timeline that played out and then it was like chaos like mankind fell to a dark um period of their lives and then so you felt you know this timeline since now jfk was assassinated now you look at this timeline it's like all right should we intervene again should we make ourselves known again and then it's an agreement was made and it was kind of like don't intervene but now when the time gets closer and closer you can start slowly disclosing stuff and there was an agreement saying uh keep us a secret you know, we'll talk to your political leaders and there's technology that's being traded. And that's even in Dolores Cannon's book that technology is being traded. You know, use this technology for good, use it for the people, but don't use it for bad things. Well, you know how scientists are and military, they start saying, hmm, how can I use this on the battlefields? And how can I use this to make my nation more powerful? And so with that it's kind of like hey i can't intervene because we had an agreement but now the time is getting closer and closer to where it's like and then it's even been said in other sessions that once when humanity reaches a higher level whether it's the 4d or 5d once when humanity gets to that level of consciousness then it's like okay they will be in a better place then we can make ourselves known so um yeah and it was probably a little bit more answers to that but <laughs> yeah it was it's very, so interesting it was I, that's kind of like I, I believe that too yeah because yeah. that question's on my mind now it's like why didn't y'all come out you know after world war ii you know like hey yeah guys i need to clean up all this stuff i need to stop doing these things and yeah. everything had a reason oh the other thing i wanted to add was that um you know, humanity likes a good challenge. So humanity wants to do things on their own. They like all the free stuff from alien technology, but humanity still wants to do their own and, and then they don't want to mess up our path. And they, you know, they still want to see what we're able to create on our own. So they don't yeah. want to intervene as a society. They want to see what we can create and how will we use it as a whole you know whether it's you mentioned the iphone or the or the computer or the, or the tablet what we as human race what will we do with this information mm -hmm. and then also 
you know, like you got all this political corruption going on. And if they were to intervene and say, no, nah, this is wrong, this is right, this is how it should be. And we were ever to look back on it, be like, man, we could have we could have cleaned up our our act ourselves. You know, why did you intervene? We're, you know, not that everything is roses, but, you know, we're on a certain path. And it's like, what would things be like if you didn't intervene? So you had that timeline as yeah, well. Yeah. So, I'm just watching so. this little spider. I'm not a big fan of spiders, so I'm like, hmm, what do you want? Why are you coming closer to me? <clears throat> oh, maybe he wants to join in on the podcast. Maybe he does, because he's <clears throat> kind of like, he's one of those jumping ones, the little ones that just jump. Oh, like a wolf spider kind of thing? They're dead small, yeah, and he's just super fast. I've just been watching him. He caught my eye near the sofa, and he, now he's like right near me. I'm like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you was looking at a cat or something or a dog. <laughs> no, my dog's all asleep on the sofa. She's all comfy in the sun. Yeah, there's there's a lot of – I don't know if you just came into my mind when you mentioned JFK because I was looking at JFK yesterday and the links to – A lot of things happened yeah. yesterday, I see. <laughs> Yeah, there was. Yeah. So there was that the, the the death of JFK and the death of Lincoln. And I actually thought, I wonder if JFK was a reincarnation of Lincoln because of all this the similarities to the yes. there was like yeah. the, the the dates and the, the the killers and so I'm wondering if Lincoln didn't get what he didn't finish what Secretaries. he started, so he reincarnated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The secretary, yeah. similar names. Yeah. Too much too many coincidences. Too many. Yeah. Yeah, there's just uh, there's oh, there's just you know them nights where you just want to sit and talk about life and you just want to put the world to right. It's like honestly, I just love those nights. And because we're coming into spring and summer now, I've said to my partner, I just want to sit outside and stargaze and just get lost in all the possibilities of what is. And then the thing is, we're doing all this work and exploration and healing, and we're doing all this like we're an information overload but then when we die we know it all anyway so it's like it's kind of like that's why I'm letting go I'm just like I'm letting go I'm allowing any information in I'm letting it flow in and out and then mm-hmm. when I've passed on I'm I'm back into I've absorbed into consciousness into source I'm like oh now it all makes sense it's good I'm happy you know <laughs> so-, so it's like for me I was just I wanted to know everything. That perfectionism as a human, I wanted to know everything. I wanted to absorb everything. And like I said to Chris the other day, I was like, I just want to be able to read all the books on the planet. And clearly that's not possible. But again, absorbing everything we can. But at the end of the day, we're going we're, we absorb back into the, the universal truths anyway. So mm, interesting. So when you're in your backyard and you're you're looking into mm-hmm. the galaxy, so and you thought of the meaning of life. So Chris is reading a book. I think he's finished it now. It's it's a it's it was something like why are we here? Why do we even exist? Like why why it's basically like it's a it's a wreck your brain type of book where like you know what's the point? Why why are we here? Like why was the universe created? What was before the universe? Like that them kind of topics just make me go, whoa, you know, what's beyond what's beyond is there an end to the universe do we come back in does it just keep going round and round and round is it just so it's it's obviously infinite and that's kind of like what we are we're an infinite part of that so i think me the meaning of life i have a bit of bit of what dolores says you came here to learn 
you know, the earth is the hardest school to come to. So I, I do truly believe that. I congratulations on being on earth <laughs> yeah like woohoo here's your t-shirt <laughs> yeah and i think a lot of it makes sense like you think about you are drawn to certain places on the in the world but i i just the meaning of life the meaning of life i think it is to experience i think we was i think god sent us here to exp- he he wanted to experiment what it was to be human i think I think there's all these different species that we can't even comprehend on all these different planets. And I think we all experience those. I think we all like, we've all experienced being a horse, a dog, a cat, a lion, every, every, every species that is in this universe. And again, we only know what's on our planet. We know there's alien races, but again, we don't even know what exists out there. There could be other humans that are very different. There could be other humans that are more advanced than us. There could be an Atlantis somewhere on on a planet somewhere. You just don't. We don't know, mm-hmm. do we? So I think we we decide. I'm going to go to Earth to learn to, uh, in in the image of God and in, in the image of love and God. So I think God just says, okay, you lot go and be human. You lot go and be dogs. You lot go and be aliens and experience what I've given you experience what I've given you on in, to experience in this life. And that's why I think we reincarnate because it's okay. Human was okay. It was quite challenging. I found it hard, but uh, I learned quite a bit. Now I'm going to go and be a different type of human on a different planet that I couldn't even think of because I clearly don't know what's out there, but yeah. But that's kind of the question, isn't it? What's the meaning of life? Why, why are we here? Why, why are we here? What do you think? Well, as complicated as life is, it was from what I understand, it was kind of a simple answer and it was to experience anything and everything. Mm-hmm. So, and source god wants mm-hmm. to experience everything mm-hmm. and and that and that just feels totally true that the experience you know that's kind of like when people say like you know you know you need to let live your best life or you, you need to continue living if you ever see like someone a soul not living or doing anything they kind of like dwindle away they kind of like go to rest and they die and so it's it's all about experiencing anything and everything whether it's good or bad uh to experience as much as possible mm-hmm. and that's on a and that's kind of like why i don't know uh going to use some of my friends as an example that's why they're some of these individuals always just doing things, traveling and always going certain places and doing certain things or like every weekend they want to go do something, mm-hmm. you know, even uh, Karen, you know, when Saturday or Sunday's coming, she's like, all right, so what are we going to do today? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I thought we were just going to stay home and relax. I thought, you know, I got work Monday, you know, no, no, let's go do something. Let's go do something. You know, and then so with that being said, it's all about experiencing new things. You know, is there anything that you ever wanted to experience? And you would think, well, everybody already experienced all that stuff. But from what I understand, Source wants to know how was it experienced through your eyes? How was it experienced through what you did? And and that's just the good stuff. And then also 
the bad things as well put it you know someone's thinking well, what about the bad things and this was hard for me to wrap my mind around it was kind of like well that was a bad thing that happened to that individual or that was a bad thing that happened to me but it was like also true you experienced that all right what did that feel like all right which what did you do afterwards and what did you do you know 20 years from now after that experience and you know it is it affecting you not affecting you did you move on from it did you teach someone else and so it's like okay that was very interesting interesting way of putting it and so that's kind of like how i wrap my mind around it the meaning of life and you know how <clears throat> i've learned about it and the conversations that we've had it was kind of like to experience those certain things and then how was it for you what did you learn from it what did you do with it what did you do later on you know um anything and everything you know um what was it like to experience that situation and then it affect you for 20 years or 30 years um and not a lot of people say that you know some people brush certain things off they're like i'm done with that situation i, I moved on what was that like to brush mm -hmm. that off and move on so as complicated as life is yeah. it kind of deals with all that and, and then you also think about the 3d reality and this was a conversation that me and sarah was having <clears throat> in her work so she wrote i can't see it now but she wrote the hypnosis journey through to atlantis and everything she she did the sphinx book as well book two and she found out more about our race you know our lost history that hardly anybody's talking about um and it was kind of like we've been in 4d 5d 6d whatever dimension you you want to think of we've been in all those dimensions for eons a very long time you know um it's kind of like we probably spent the majority of our time around the 5d from what i understand and we had an opportunity to start living life in a 3d reality a dense dense reality and how dense and that was part of programming too how dense can we get you know how far can we get from source and experience these new things and also to experience these things another thing that i thought was going it was from uh suzanne spooner was that that's another reason why we don't remember our past lives we yeah. we kind of start fresh i have a fresh thinking i'm not worried about what my buddy did to me in my last life he might have shot me in the head but that's okay we moved on i don't remember it now we're creating new memories and new um new experiences so and it was pretty cool hearing it like that it was is the guy said that that was one of the greatest ideas and gifts that he's given to mankind was yeah. to not remember to so you can have those new experiences and so I was like, oh well it's all about experience when it comes down to it and so i was like okay well i'm gonna go experience riding on a jet ski <laughs> you know yeah. have some fun do certain things you know uh you mentioned nature you know go out in nature and mm -hmm. and everything everything's experienced even the smallest little things that 
we take for granted for a higher dimensional being would be like, well, what was that like? You know, to walk, let's say, uh, the forest or Mother Nature and not knowing that there's fairies or leprechauns or whatever in, in, in another dimension and we're just walking through it because we can't see it. You know, what, well, what was it like to not know none of that stuff around your surrounding? You can't see it. So I was like, okay, all right. Interesting. Duly noted. <laughs> yeah. I think it's having the open mind, isn't it? We, we, we get so wrapped in, yeah, we just get so wrapped up in, in this 3d life. And I think sometimes that's why I think we get, we, we, we get heavy and, and emotions, you know, emotions bring us down and we're just like, Oh, what, what am I doing with my life? And you have these little mini midlife crises, but you actually start to realize there's no, there's no set way. There's no instructions. I weren't given a manual at 16 and said, where you go is adult life on its way. You know, you just make it your own. But I think it's like, here you go, figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) I take a lot of my teachings from Wayne Dyer and he just says, you know, about, you know, a a question I want to talk to you about in a second is the ego, you know, like what's, why are we given this ego? It's like, oh my God, like I do a lot of work around the ego and, you know, I've kind of let go a lot of it but I am tested. You know, I ask, I ask for tests, I ask for lessons and they're, they're given to me. But going back to what you said about experience is that like I'm the same as you. I, I, I have a hard time explaining because I understand it, but it, to people who don't understand it, it's hard. It's very touchy subject is the level of the bad quote unquote, the bad things that happen to us. I don't know if you've read the book conversations with God, Neil Donald Walsh. No. Mm-hmm. A really good book series. He channeled, it was in the 90s. A lot of questions are answered there. And it's about, you know, this, you know, he says this conception that heaven and hell exist and that people who've done wrong go to hell. And, you know, religions kind of created that. And and he actually said a, such a good point when he asked about it. He said, okay, so so do all the bad people go to hell? And, and God replied, well, where's the line? Where do I put the line of, okay, that's all bad and that's all good. So example, a murderer, uh, uh, someone who's committed arson, robbery, uh, someone who's just, you know, stole, you know, just, just you know, the bad things would be classed as bad. Everyone's bad perspective is different. So he said, right, where do right, I put right. the line? Where do I split the line of what's bad and what's good? Right. You know, that's not for me to judge. He said, and he, he said, you know, every single person goes to heaven. And you know, there was there was there was a there was a topic in the book, and I don't know if I want to bring it up because I, oh, this is this is the hard bit of not wanting to bring things up because you don't want to offend people. But isn't this the point of just bringing it up? Because I've read it in a book, and when I speak about it, it gets you to think outside the box. It makes you think on a deeper level. So I think I am going to say it because I've never said it on on. All on, right, magic hour. Right, like, <laughs> drum roll. So. So he said, if there's no fine line between heaven and hell, then Hitler went to heaven. So I sat with that and I said, if you stood on a stage in front of the whole world and said Hitler went to heaven, you would get thrown things at you. You would have people just, you just have people not happy with that statement. Right. When I sat with it, I thought, He's got a point though, hasn't he? It's like, okay, so yeah, Hitler was one of the most, as we would judge him as 
an awful man in our history that caused so much pain and suffering. But what he said to, so Neil in the book was like, what? Can you elaborate? This is, this is like, this isn't right. He caused so much pain. And God replied and said, he was only allowed to do what he was allowed to do because he had a following. He had people allowing him to do that. So he had a following. He had a collective under him. Oh. And I was like, that's true. That if, if no, if, if, if no one followed him, if no one kind of went, yes, yes. Right. He wouldn't do it. He, he wouldn't do it. They enabled him. They enabled his ego to, to, you know, to do whatever. So I kind of thought, that does make sense. Now, they did I put him just in jail. Go, I think twice they put him in jail. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, can you see how that 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 phrase, just that statement, is deep and it's it's uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable phrase, isn't it? It's an uncomfortable right. statement. Mm-hmm. I, I go back to I don't know who else is a big baddie of our past. Uh, try and think of someone who's. Uh, Someone who's bad and I have been Hitler's like up there with one of the most. But well, I can add information to that as well that I always thought was interesting. So <clears throat> um, before I talk about that, one of the things that I thought was interesting, and I think this was on American History Channel, that uh, uh, a soldier had the opportunity to shoot him because they were uh, down there in the trenches. He got up after one of the uh, mustard gas things he got up later on after everybody was kind of dead. There was two two guys alive, and everybody else was kind of dead, wounded, um, just disasters everywhere. And Hitler didn't have his gun, from what I understand, but the other guy did, and he could have killed him. But when they looked at each other, it kind of like, man, everything's gone. Like, like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point of? killing each other now like everybody's gone and there's like chaos everywhere and they kind of went their separate ways so and another thing that was interesting and i don't know what book it's in but one of the things that uh, was mentioned with hitler was that yes he he did a lot of bad things and that was very interesting where do you draw the line at it's like you know is it two people okay that you kill one person two people you know where do you draw the line at um one of the things that was very interesting because they talk about some of the visions that he had and i remember another session where they're talking about how he misunderstood a lot of the messages that he was getting and then yeah one hand he was getting all these messages and on the other hand he's misunderstanding all these messages and i thought that was very interesting that they were talking about this on tv how he's having all these visions of all this stuff and and uh, ancient times, he had these visions of the future, the ancient times, um, ancient Egypt, Atlantis, from what I understand. And that's why he had more of that interest in the occult section. And he yeah. was trying to find all these po- powerful objects as well. So one of the things that was one of his messages, this was an opportunity for him to start opening up the new age type of information so on one hand he was looking for all this occult stuff like he felt drawn to all this occult stuff yeah he wanted to use it for bad things and 
but he wanted to start opening up people's minds as well to all this other stuff and he he found it interesting and also some of the people that was in his circle found it very interesting whether it dealt with inner earth or um i know he was looking for the spirit of destiny but to go beyond that um this ancient knowledge and that's why he was so um assured that there were um related to the atlanteans you know the vikings or whoever and that they had all this great information so he was getting the information the, the downloads but he wasn't interpreting it and they were like so in the session they were kind of like saying yes um he misunderstood a lot of that <laughs> and i was telling that story to someone else and the guy goes you think he misunderstood it yeah i think he misunderstood it a lot <laughs> I was like, yeah. I know, true. Well, that's what I was saying. I think just it's mis misguidance, isn't it? It's I think if you bring in the scientific stuff, you know, he probably was he probably had a very traumatic childhood and he didn't deal with it. So he, he was constantly, you know, what what's what's the ego's default? I want to be offended. The ego is looking to be offended consistently. So that's probably what his default was on an extreme level. And you know, it's happening now in a different way. You know, people in power, they just, it's its a consistent need for that, to feel worthy of that. So maybe mm -hmm. his his followers gave him some sort of worthiness because he probably didn't feel that. You just, you just don't know. You just really don't know. All we know is that through the last, the, you know, the last 50 years of, of history, people, we know people have just made out that, you know, these people are monsters and, you know, we're we're conditioned to say, oh yeah, Hitler went to heaven, uh, went to hell, and it's. But what about if you just, if you just, what's the word? If you just like question your thinking, open your mind, have different possibilities. Because again, when when I read conversations with God with Neil Donald Walsh, I'm actually interviewing him in a couple of weeks on my podcast just to kind of talk to him. But it's like, you know, to to say those things, it takes a lot of courage, and it's again, if if people get offended by it, it's then just to just to just to question yourself and say, okay, why am I getting offended? You know, and it's all about that expansion, isn't it? And that's all the ego work is. So it's, you know, Wayne Dyer says ego stands for edging God out. Mm -hmm. That's the perfect <laughs> representation of it. So when when we're in ego, we're not in alignment with higher self, with with our with our, our God, our universe. So, you know, as I understand it, ego has evolved from a need to survive back in 10,000 years ago when we were living in caves just to survive to uh, keep yeah. us from danger yeah. but now it's now it's connected to my worth how big's my house how much is in my bank what kind of car do I drive do people like me mm -hmm. so you know it's for me one of my purposes and passions is helping people to accept the ego to allow that it's part of us and that we love it well as in we, we give it love but not let it sit there chirping away and keeping us small and not let us move into the light and what we're meant to meant to create and in, in this planet so my question for you jason is what why why do we have the ego and is it an illusion well <clears throat> from what i understand the ego uh, is our way to deal with the 3d reality yeah um without the ego you wouldn't be able to experience 
the dense 3D reality. Because from what I understand, we ask for all this. Anything you see, anything that you experience, you ask for all this. Some form or fashion you ask for to experience some of it. You know, I don't know if you consider yourself a new soul or an old soul, but uh, a lot of the old souls that are out there um, wanted to experience these type of things. So without yeah. the ego, from what I understand, it would be very hard to experience all this stuff, all these time frames on Earth, you know, whether it's medieval um, age, the Egyptian age, the Romans, the gladiators, uh, cowboy and Indians. Without the ego, you know, without that personality, you wouldn't have those experiences out there to experience. So like, let's say without the ego, let's say you didn't have the ego, you will always be connected to your higher self and your higher mm -hmm. self knows more. True, everything would be a lot better, but throughout all those times, think about, you know, you know, medieval times, knights, cowboys and Indians, you know, you wouldn't really have all those experiences. You really wouldn't have you know, the times of the Roman gladiators, you know, the, or the warriors in Ireland, you know, which was made me think of yeah. Inez Kelly from the last podcast, you know, and you wouldn't have all these different experiences and each one is, you know, cherished, you know, yes, even the dark ages or whether it's the golden ages, dark ages middle ages like each one is cherished each one has its value to it well it, so. it got us to where we are today if, if not right. we probably wouldn't be here, right you know right and then from what i understand since we experienced all this stuff one of the awesome things you mentioned the wall so maybe this would be connected to it as well since all that data is already out there and we experienced all these different things the ups the downs you know all these different you know living the good life in Atlantis and then it became fall and, and got denser. All that information is out there. So if there is another planet that needs to have that information or like, hey guys, like how did y'all do this again? And then I don't know how it worked. I don't know if they'll start spinning the wall around. It's like mm -hmm. say, oh okay, this time frame y'all did this, this time frame y'all did that. So, okay, we can use some of those experiences, move it over here to this planet. And that's kind of one of the cool things that I thought as well, that this is not the beginning or the end, that it'll, it just continues on. And I thought that was pretty cool. Even the uh, humanity's body had its ups and downs. And then it's kind of like we go dense, dense, dense. And then it's kind of like the weather, like like we're, we're tired of the heat. Okay, now we want the coolness. Now we're tired of the snow. Now we want summer. Like we're always looking for the next step, the next age. Yeah. So even with the human body, from what I understand, is that <clears throat> you raise up, like your body, like let's say you was in 5D. Now your body is 4D, 5D-ish. And now your body drops down denser and denser. And then that was one of the goals and one of the old programs is that how dense can you get? And then we get tired of it. It's like, all right, we're done. We're done. Let's let's get back up. <laughs> let's raise it back up. 3.8, 3.5. Come on, let's get back up. Yeah, let's yeah. get to the 4D. And 
So without the ego, you wouldn't be able to experience all those feelings and dimensions. Yeah. And then when I understand the ego part is everything that you take growing up becomes part of your ego, mm -hmm. your body type, your DNA, um, um, a little you bit of your higher self. Yeah. So all this comes into it and it's like, all right, all this programming gets into you. You start growing up and now you start changing. You know, you're taught this in school. You taught that in religion class. And now your ego starts to be formed. And now here you are. Now, here you are. You're a different individual from, from you. What are you experiencing? And what are you experiencing? So that's just my thought. <laughs> Yeah, similar to mine. Yeah, it, it serves a purpose. And like I said, when I've read and channeled about the ego, it, we don't want to get rid of it. It serves a purpose. We have it for a reason, but it is it is an illusion in a sense of that, you know, what it's telling you isn't real and it's it's easy for you to change it. Like as in you can just make a choice and say, right, I'm going to reprogram myself just like a computer. I spoke <laughs> to a client last week and I said, we're in this, a lot of people are in this overwhelmed state, burnout, you know, uh, minds are too cluttered anxiety all this you know all this and i think it's because of technology we've got so much overload now i said to a client last week if your pc is full or your phone's full what do you do you declutter it you put you put you get rid of photos you delete you, you we're the same external hard drive <laughs> yeah we're, yeah we're the same though we need to declutter we need to just mm -hmm. let go of what, what's no longer serving us if we don't what happens it breaks it it, it breaks down it doesn't work properly that's the same as us and i think that's you know it's decluttering our outer world and our inner world so it's you know to do the reflection of the two now my house is always clean and tidy and my partner will laugh because like something my <laughs> friend said yesterday she said the state of your house is the state of your mind i was like that is so true because prior to my spiritual journey I was that typical teenager. My room was always a mess. You know, my mom was always telling me to clean my room. Right. And I wasn't I wasn't spiritually connected then. I mean, obviously, I wasn't awake then. But the last five years, I've just been a lot more cleaner, tidier. I like my house to be clean. And, you know, everything's got its place. Everything's kind of, you know, it's not perfect, but it's it's my home. It's my space. I've got my little altar here. You know, it's like I've – and I think that is true. Yeah, it's it looks like you got some mind. crystals up there, if I ain't mistaken. Loads. Butter. I've got my Disney. I love my Disney ornaments. Yeah, I've got. See a stuffed I've animal my... of some sort. Yeah, there's like like a beaver or something. No, that's uh, that's Cogworth, Cogsworth off Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay, all right. I should have <laughs> known because I see the rose. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my altar, and I've got Saint Francis here, Saint Francis of Assisi. Mmm, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of. I'm, I'm finding Egyptian goddess next to go on the. Yeah. Okay. Who, who That's what I'm saying. It, it makes sense, doesn't it? The the state of your surroundings is the state of your mind. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I was like, I'm actually proud that I'm a I'm I'm clean and I'm tidy because it shows that my mind is clean and tidy most of the time. I do find myself, you know, uh, we've been living in this house for a couple of years now, but I do find myself trying to organize my house better, you know, like yeah. keep things yeah. more together, you know, in mm. bins and labeled and everything. So um, it's definitely a work in progress. But if I ever need anything, I know what bin to go to. Like, ha, I need batteries. Boom. It's right there. Flash. Yeah. 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 There. So, 
Uh, you mentioned the Egyptian goddess. Which one were you thinking? Well, I want to get Sekhmet, but apparently that's what I'm drawn to. But I think I've always been drawn to Isis, so I think I'm going to get an Isis one and then maybe a Basset. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah, she's come I'm... through in people's sessions, and one of the questions was, so how do you feel about um, your name being used with that group, the terrorist group? And she was like, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. I think, yeah, I'm really drawn to the Eye of Horus now too. So I've always worn the Ankh. Mm-hmm. And I've just been to the spiritual shop to pick up some, I got some Egyptian cards. I've just been playing with them before I got on with you. And oh, I, nice. yeah, I'm just I'm just embracing, you know, because, you know, when you start to read new books and, you know, you get the call-ins and the, you follow the bliss. I mean, I'm kind of engrossing myself in Egyptian stuff because I've always loved Egypt and, yeah, I saw this necklace with the Eye of Horus on it, and I was like, oh, I could just buy you right now. But I was like, not yet. I'll, you know, it's just you get drawn to certain things. And I think that's kind of what I always say to people who are me and I'm giving them inspiration is we don't have to have it all figured out. We're not meant to have it all figured out. And one thing that I wanted to see if you resonated with this, Jason, was one of my goals last year was I want to reach enlightenment because I have these specs of enlightenment and it's like feels so good and you just you just want to love everybody and it, you just have the waves the waves of everything's okay you know you just you just have those waves and then the next day you wake up and you're like right life shit what's next challenge next you know it's like <laughs> the fluctuation Sound like so one the of ego my goals <laughs> yeah yeah like the 3D bring you down to earth. Uh-huh. So you're not done yet. <laughs> yeah, one of my goals was like I want to reach enlightenment before I before I leave leave the earth. And I, I channeled a message when I was in Australia before I came to New Zealand and the universe said, You're not meant to reach enlightenment on this planet. I was like, Why? Why? I'm good enough for that. I don't know. I deserve that. And, and the universe laughed and he's like, he, she. You you will you will return to enlightenment when you leave your vessel. So you've come to experience life as a human which will give you specks of enlightenment when you when you've awoken which i am now so i kind of got that i was like that's why we have these little specks because our soul is clearly a part of this full enlightenment source where we came from but the physical body has got the ego and the brain and the thinking and the you know Mm -hmm. all the extra things that comes with it so i think that's why we have the specks of enlightenment so then i said so i said okay so what about like jesus well, he was fully enlightened. And then so he says, well, we we send masters to earth to help the planet ascend. So I said, well, who's the living master now? Because I was thinking, I can't really think of one. Uh-oh. And Uh-oh. the universe said, there are many, but they aren't masters. They're here to master. So instead of just sending a master to help people ascend and think differently and like Jesus did and Buddha did, now there are many of us awakening. There are many of us with like these specs of enlightenment and we're meant to just do our bit bring our uniqueness bring our skills bring our experience bring our past lives and our information through and that's why you see these you know this this collective coming together and again this universal truth that come from the wall we've all got access to that but then you might take that section of the wall jason and i take this section of the wall and then we but they're the similar truths they're just how we perceive them so i was thinking that's that's really interesting yeah so I've let go of the goal that I want to be fully enlightened because I know I'm going to return to that when I've left my vessel. But I just want to kind of, I've changed it now where I want to experience more enlightening moments so I can pass that on to others. Perfect. 
do you think you're an old soul or a new soul? Oh, yeah. With you, very old soul. Yeah. yeah. With you being very interested in ancient Egypt, I find that those individuals are old souls. I am definitely an old soul. It's something that someone said to me for a while. When I was like 16, 17, 18, I was really mature and I was wise beyond my years. And again, from being a little kid, I was always curious about things. I, I asked questions that a normal six year old wouldn't ask, you know? So, I would say I'm an old soul, but you can you can feel when you are around a new soul. Oh, and yeah. I think the yeah, the <laughs> new souls do play a vital part though, don't they? They you know that they're they're playing their parts and we're all here to play a part. There's just like this is why we could chat hours about this. You know, we should do like a we should do like a six hour series of like breaks and then have like a coffee break in between. That's right. <laughs> next topic, next topic. <laughs> uh, for tea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next topic. <laughs> I know it's it like let's say when you find people you resonate with, like I resonate with you. You could oh, sit and talk you. for hours. Yeah. Yeah, same here. I mean, all this stuff I find fascinating and then um um uh, every little bit about it. And then it's it's kind of interesting. Once when you think you know a certain thing or a certain part of history, it's like, nope, don't forget this part right here. Don't forget. And it's like another layer and then another yeah. layer and another another one. Yeah, you think like, you think can you get any more spiritual? And you think, oh, that's it. I've had a spiritual awakening now. I'm awake. Right. And then something else happens, and something else happens, and you just you just get deeper, more deeper knowledge. And you know, and I'm I'm only 30, I'm 32 in two weeks. So I'm like, you know, I'm still got a long way. I always oh, think when we're gonna happy be in early 10 birthday. years' time. <laughs> Thank you. I was just thinking like in 10 years' time, you know, where am I gonna be? I'm I've not had any children yet, like birth children. I've got two stepsons, and I just think I just know for a fact once I've had kids, that's gonna be another level of experience in birth and I'm gonna do hypnobirthing and you know, so I'm I'm embracing that in the future. But right now I'm just embracing being in an ancient land of New Zealand and what it has to offer. And you can feel it. Like the nature here is another level. It's another level. Nature all over the planet's beautiful. But here you're in nature and you're just like, this doesn't even look real. It looks like it's off Avatar. That's why, <laughs> why they, that's why, you know, it just it just it's Are you a fan of uh the Lord of the Rings series? Yeah. Yeah. I think some I've, of that was filmed over there. Some of those scenes with yeah. the horses was filmed. I've over just there. been I've been to Hobbiton where it was all filmed, yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, that was one of my questions. Did you have a like what made you move to New Zealand? Like, was it you just you just knew or like like what what triggered this? Like, I'm going to move because you were uh, in the UK, correct? Yeah. So I always liked travel. So we traveled a lot as kids and I always knew I didn't want to stay in the UK. I never felt settled in the UK. And before I met Chris, my plan was to move to Australia because I've got a big connection to Australia and uh, just I love I love that country. But my partner, Chris, his stepchildren were living here. He moved here with his ex-partner five five years ago. And then he moved back to America when they separated. And then he met me. And I think we, you know, people come into your life for divine reasons. Someone came into our life two years ago in lockdown and asked us some really deep questions. And that kind of led us to the fact we should just move to New Zealand because that's where we need to be for our, our purpose and what our mission. My partner does a lot of conservation. He has a podcast called All Creatures Podcast and millions of downloads. He's doing really well. It's one of oh, the top, nice. top rated animal podcasts. Yeah, he's just uh, he's just been speaking to uh, the owner of Peter, 
Ingrid Newkirk. So like, yeah, he's, it's really good podcaster. He, you know, he, he just needs to be, we just, we, with, with our call-ins, we need to be where we're going to thrive mm-hmm. and home is wherever you are. But I think New Zealand was just this faraway land that, I remember being a kid and we were doing the globe geography and I remember like just spinning the globe and I just pointed at Australia and I was like, there, I wonder what it's like to go there. And I've been a couple of times in the last few years. So New Zealand is like two hours away. So just be like, and here reminds me of the UK a lot, reminds me of Wales. So it happily magically appeared and we followed the calling. So. Gotcha. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Wales is more south of London, correct? It's more no, it's north. Well, it kind of is. You've got North Wales and South Wales, so you have London. South Wales is down this way, and then you have North Wales up there. Okay, okay. <clears throat> so on my mom's side, my my family. If you're looking at the UK, it's more south. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandpa, my great great grandpa, my great great grandmother, all the on my mom's side were, were born in those areas and and uh, i forgot the my great great grandpa he was a merchant sailor merchant marine and they wound up sailing to new zealand and i think they stayed in new zealand for uh so many years and then after that they moved to hawaii and then after that they moved again Oh yeah. So my uncle so kind of... was born there. And but yeah, they uh each little generation they kind of like stayed. One of the child a couple of children were born in New Zealand and then they moved. They took the whole family to Hawaii. And then after that, um my great grandpa was born there and then he wound up moving to uh New Orleans. So and that's when he met my grandmother, great-grandmother, I should say. Isn't it fascinating that we think about all of our ancestors and for them surviving, we're here. So, we're, again, another deep, deep kind of thought of go back to, like, maybe, you know, we'll go back to ancient Egypt and just those times, you know, when when the kingdoms kind of, you know, kind of came 3000 B.C., what were my ancestors doing then? Where were they back then? So it's like you have gratitude for them. Oh, absolutely. And, the thing, and when you think about it, they're all up there. They're all in spirit behind you, clapping, you know, and... and... Yeah, matter of fact, um, have you came across this? I came across this a couple of times. So sometimes the grandpa or great-grandpa will be reborn into your family. Yeah. So, you know, not only are they clapping from above, they're like, like, uh, I'm going to hang out with you one more time. This time I'm going to be your uh, yeah. your grandson or your granddaughter. So I, that was, I had a session like that. And the client's uh, um, uncle was reincarnating into the granddaughter, if I remember correctly. So, and then same thing with the grandson. He was um, his grandpa. So, and it kind of made me think about another situation where uh, my coworkers, for example. So, the grandson looks very similar to the the grandpa, and you know, very similar to his grandfather, his great grandfather. And it's like, hmm, is there's like 
more connection than what yeah they look alike but is there even more connection like the reincarnation part and all that so it kind of makes you wonder and think about that kind of stuff as well <clears throat> what about the the line of us like the where did we where did we begin where, where did our where did our line begin basically you know it's 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 kind of like makes me think I'm just going to pause a sec because someone's at my door and I don't want her to bark. One sec. Okay. It was my friend dropping a book off. I've lent her a book and she's finished it, so she's dropping it off. Oh, I do that nice. all the time. I lend books to everyone. I lend books to clients. I lend books to friends. So I get some back, but I, some I don't, so that's fine with me. But yeah, I was thinking of Everything where did our line begin? <laughs> yeah. So, so like, for example, where did our line begin and where where did... So think about DNA. Like, we hold all that DNA within us of, of our past generations and our past everything. You know, it's like we carry that DNA, don't we? We carry it all and we hold so much knowledge within our DNA. And, yeah, just connect... I think connecting to it would would enlighten us too because you know again we hold on to it don't we you've heard all this generational trauma we we carry trauma from our grandparents and our parents and Correct. i believe that Correct. but but we also one thing i want to stress a lot is there's a lot of emphasis at the minute around healing healing trauma healing generational trauma and there's a lot of healing going on isn't there but what about the strengths what about the strengths you were passed on what about the qualities you were passed on what about the skills you were passed on so I know you've got the healing aspect of, of yourself, but what about Absolutely. all this beautiful qualities you've got in your life? You know, focus on them as well. Because as you focus on them, the healing just happens anyway. Correct, correct. Um, yeah, like one thing that uh, even information being passed down, you know, like certain individuals, like let's say you have a, you know, a grandfather that knows how to work on houses and then his grandson is born and it's like oh like how do you know all this i don't know i just i just know it you know mm -hmm. so you got an information point to it as well um i did have a question for you but i forgot what it was so i might have to think about it again um we were talking about lineage and our ancestors and yeah yeah and there was a question that went along with it oh uh i know what it was so so common so to answer your question like where does it begin where you know how, how far back you want to go is the real question and it's like the further you go back then it's like you can go back even further and it's like well, what, what do you mean by that like well what planet do you want to go to because you're and this has been talked about quite a bit as well it's like well you know your dna is just not part of earth only your dna just didn't develop on earth it actually developed eons ago somewhere else and it's like it's like you have this planet involved and um for what i'm saying you got the palladian stuff so you got that planet and then it, and then you can go even further back so now you got another planet and then Another awesome thing that I would like to add was that even the grays, you know, um, we even 
you can go even further back and it'll just, and it'll show you like oh well we're related to the grays as well and from what i understand uh over millions of years ago they look like us now it's just when when they left their planet they evolved and their planet yeah. was dying <clears throat> so they left and they started living in spaceships but when they started living in these spaceships um for over a million years their bodies started changing and then they kind of got i guess you could say in a way a different type of ego for them kicked in yeah it's kind of an ego of like well we already know all this stuff we have all this technology we have all this information we know how to regenerate our bodies we know how to live forever we know how to do this so it's kind of like i can relate to our ego in the future might try yeah. to do something like that and so they just wind up changing more and more and then they're like oh crap we now we changed too much and now we have to go back yeah because once you leave earth the gravity changes doesn't it and you do evolve so i think you know when mm -hmm. we evolved from apes and we evolved from different species is the same we, you know our planet changed so we had more resources and we we could start to evolve and that's my partner's expertise is he, do, he loves evolution so nice that's another topic we could talk hours about. We need to do a part two, Jason and Pippa part two. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Um, just keep any thoughts, information, any future conversations, write them down. And I'll do the same. And uh, it'll definitely be a part two. So. <clears throat> so how are we looking on time? I know you got a client coming. Yeah, she's going to be here in about 10, 15 minutes. So I'm, I'm excited because I just feel like I'm pumped after this conversation. So I'm going to be like. Yeah yeah you're gonna, you're gonna have this client come in and then your client's gonna have all this amazing information you're like oh my god i need to tell jason <laughs> oh, yeah. this this is yeah, so yeah. unbelievable that the, all this stuff is connected this is blah 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 this is this so yep well we can wrap it up I'm, i'll do my intro now so hello everybody uh i have pippa with me and today we had a conversation about aliens past lives we talked about uh, atlantis for a little bit hitler was brought up just to keep that in mind so you know but it was all good and then on top of that we talked about dolores a little bit pat um her sessions qhht and for this episode it will be part of the series that i'm kind of trying to work out the name it will be mysteries from the quantum realm or maybe i'm going to go with mysteries from the you know the stargate or the quantum stargate which one are you thinking which one you feel like has a better ring i was trying to put the stargate mysteries into because it. it is mysterious yeah mysterious because it's so the topics are mysterious realm, stargate but if i do stargate i can use my my logo into it connected yeah. okay yeah so, or it could still be realm but so that's serious. This will be episode two. This is something that I'm working on. This is something that I'm going to be coming out with and working on that series is that now, you know, just be based on conversation, you know, just us talking about past lives, QHHT and so on. And then anything else that comes up and we talked about all kinds of interesting things. So, yeah, I can. Maybe I can I'm, th I'm thinking I'm thinking a collaboration, too. We can have a collaboration with something. So we'll hold Absolutely. that space for that. Mm. absolutely so anything you would like to share before uh, we wrap things up 
No, I think my last message for people listening is to just have a curious mind and keep an open mind. Yeah, That's the main absolutely. thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's the same thing with me. Um, you know, even though some information will have conflict, conflicts between each other, I still just take new notes, be like, okay, just still have an open mind. Let's just see how this plays out kind of thing. But I wanted to thank you very much. And I'll have a link in the description for her podcast. And Pip is going to share this episode on her podcast. Yeah. And have y'all links on there. <laughs> right. So it was, I have two YouTube videos. Anything that's uh, ancient Egypt or Atlanta stuff, that information is more on the Guardians of Magic YouTube channel. Anything that deals with the New Earth and uh, New World Order series or Tracy Mahan, the channel when she's channeling Daniel, all that's on the QRE network. Cool. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, I could talk to you for hours, but if I didn't have a client, I'd stay on for yeah. longer. <laughs> yeah, let me know how it goes. I'm, I I'm, will. I'm interested to see if there's any con- connectivity between the two. Be like, yeah. Oh Thanks, Jason. Enjoy Thank the rest you. of the evening. I'll speak to you soon. All right. You take care. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.